0: It's July 2018, and the state of Massachusetts has given out its first recreational license to sell adult-use marijuana. Cause for celebration? Well, don't bogart that joint just yet. Lester's Cultivate gets the prize, but doesn't have a license to grow it yet. Huh? This is what happens when government gets involved with a business they just don't understand. Just ask Attorney General Mara Healy, who wants to give towns in Massachusetts more rights to slow down this process. Once again, voters speak to allow recreational use of cannabis in the state, but the government treats this new fledgling industry like a necessary evil. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. This podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and the clnsmedia.com network. You can also find the video recording of this entire program on the brand new, drumroll please, theweedtube.com. Today, we welcome in Kamani Jefferson. And Kamani Jefferson is a lobbyist for the Massachusetts Recreational Consumer Council. There you go. How'd I do, Kamani? You got it. And I didn't have to read that <laughs> I one. I right, Is that awesome. impressive? Yeah, I knew you were impressed. Thank <laughs> you so much for coming in this day. Thank you for having me. And it should be really almost a celebration day. I mean, we, we do record this. We mm-hmm. like to keep the uh, information and the talk to an evergreen status, but mm-hmm. we also know that this is Monday, July 2nd, the mm-hmm. day after a state and Post deadline. We were supposed to be celebrating the first license of an open recreational uh, cannabis shop that right. anybody can go over the age of 21. Right.
1: Over the age of 21.
0: <laughs> all right, to go in and purchase cannabis or marijuana. And I try not to use that term mm. because of the um, historical historical Propaganda. references mm-hmm. of it. So, Kabaddi, first of all, thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. What are your expectations over the next 24 hours? And, of course, this could be dated because, you know, we really are both sitting here hoping that the commission gives a license out. They've identified who they think they're going to give it to. And, by the way, if you're listening to this in Massachusetts – look up where Leicester, Massachusetts is.
1: <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not That's in downtown place. Boston, okay? I just <laughs> want to say,
0: all right? Anyway, Kamani, uh, what are your expectations over the next 24 to 48 hours? Um,
1: so yeah, hopefully th- that dispensary gets licensed. Cultivate Holdings, I believe is the name of, of those guys. Um, but even if they, they get the license, it's only a provisional license. And so we're, we're reminded that they still need to get inspections um, they still need to get maybe a more thorough input on certain parts of their plan. I know Syria naturals who got the first cultivation recreational license um, the CCC said you need to be more in depth about your diversity plan about your your um, plan for communities of disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs and they' uh, you know they' they're, they're doing their due diligence so I I, I don't know if, I, if we can still expect those guys oh I'm sorry that's phone. all
0: right. These things happen. You're a very
1: important man. I, I, <laughs> I tried to be. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's hard to say what, it, um, if they do get the provisional license, how long it will take to get that final license you know, gotcha. and, and how quick that can be.
0: And it, yeah. the, the bottom line is if someone asks you, okay, I'm over 21, uh-huh. I'm a resident of Massachusetts, when can I buy weed legally at a store? You don't really have an answer for that yet, do you? I've been
1: saying the fall would be nice. Okay. You know, end of the summer would be great. Um, But between the Moore-Haley decision, what's happening at the local level, and the Cannabis Control Commission wanting to do a good job, Mm -hmm. um, it, it could be... You know, going into the winter, Damn. going into the new year, and it's unfortunate. I don't want that. I like, I like cannabis. <laughs> right, Good for you. no, you're, doing, you're a lobbyist and I, I, love, I like cannabis. Um, <laughs> let me ask you a question,
0: uh, and I, I don't know if this means anything at all. I got to mm-hmm. ask you. Can I ask your age? I'm 27. 27 years old, and uh, you graduated with a management information systems degree from Binghamton University yes. in New York. Mm-hmm. And then you got to – how did you end up back in Boston? This is one of the questions I
1: have. Um, So I met my my co-founder, my partner, Sonia Uh Etika, who's a Harvard alum. She took a year off from Harvard. Um, And we met, and I got into the business. I was making edibles at the time um, in New York City, but I didn't want to get arrested. Um, so I was something exploring. to avoid. Actually. Yeah, I don't, I don't want I, to try to avoid. I don't anything. want to go to jail. <laughs> yes, right. That's right. Good. Uh, so just you know, doing a lot of research on what's going on in this space. Um, I was visiting Mass every other weekend um, when when Sonya came back to Harvard, and I saw the campaign was heating up um, mm. for Question 4 for in question 2016. Four, twenty sixteen. Yes. So I met yep. Will Luzier and Jim. Yeah. Um, and I met Jim, Jim Burjani Jim Burjani, yep, Excuse me.
0: Who's a, a, uh, perhaps the face? Of the movement, yeah, I mean, him and Will kind of like split it, mom and dad kind
1: of. So I met those guys, and I was just interested about, you know, well, how does this work? How does how do you legalize cannabis? And and so I decided, just doing my research. I also met. I don't know if you're familiar with the Massachusetts Patients Advocacy Alliance. They're kind of like. they they they're like our, our our mama bear papa bear of, of just advocacy and learning how Massachusetts politics works in terms of cannabis. So meeting those folks coming yeah. every other week um it it kind of got in my head that okay, I need to be a part of this in, in terms of politics and policy. Um so I I packed all my stuff up, kissed my mom goodbye and came came to Boston. I moved to East Boston last summer and then I moved to Cambridge in September of last year and I got I was volunteering mm-hmm. on the campaign. Um, and then eventually, I got a paid position as a organizer
0: and a lobbyist. That's what I mean. That's the first thing I think you introduced yourself, yep. or someone introduced you as. I'm a lobbyist for the cannabis industry, yeah. and I said, "Okay, I kind of know what a lobbyist is. Is <laughs> you know, you I, I see you on the you know I envision that you're mm. in the halls of the state house, and every time a, a legislator comes out, you're getting a few minutes of their time, <laughs> and maybe you're handing out some you know, informational packets uh. or something. I mean, tell me what the job of a lobbyist is and what your day is like, because I got to tell you, I have no idea. No idea. Um, so it, it depends on the day and depends
1: on what the top, that what I'm supposed to accomplish. Um, but there's different levels of it, you know, there's so the state level lobbying, um, which it can include going to the state house and having one-on-one meetings with legislators. Um, a lot of times, you, you might not even get the legislator; you might get their aid and yep. just talk to them about what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also do a lot of local level stuff um, across the state of from you know where Massachusetts to Cape Cod. I've been te- speaking to planning boards and selectmen and aldermen and city councilors about what the policy in cannabis should be, and I, I represent consumers, so I'm doing all this to make sure there's good policy for the end user, so, you know, when they are asking these questions of work, where I go, how do I consume it, um, their politician, their legislators, is educated to make good decisions for them. So it's a little bit of both state-level stuff, also regulatory stuff. Um, at the Cannabis Control Commission, I was very involved in the regulatory scheme of when they were rolling out what the local rules would be, um, and then also a lot of local municipal level activities Activity as well across the
0: state. So the medical program in Massachusetts has been going on now. I'm pretty sure we're in the third year of it. Yeah. uh, 2013? 2013. Five years, right? Five years. Is that good math? Five years. I think I've only had a card for three years. Okay. That's what it is. Because the program didn't exist until I got a card. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, I suffer from arthritis. I've had four major surgeries in 20 years. I mean, I definitely, when I show people my hands and you can see. Yeah. You see the knobs in my fingers. Mm. I've got osteoarthritis, and I've had it in my family for years. Cannabis does wonders. And it has helped. I'm Mm. not going to tell you that I'm cured, okay? I'm absolutely not. Well, we could get into that a little bit. Right. But right now, you know, I definitely use it medicinally. Right. I use it after hours of work, Uh and it helps me sleep and relax. And that, you know what? It has a positive effect on my life. I can admit that. I have admitted it. Mm. In fact, I... Came out of the closet on 420 on oh, Facebook. Nice. Yes. <laughs> kind of a weird Congrats. Thing. Of course, my friends all knew this. <laughs> so they right. like, what are you telling me this for? You know, anyway. <laughs> um, but let, let, uh, one thing I want to get right uh, to the, to uh-huh. before we get into the specifics of my case, your case, uh-huh. what it's like in this area about the whole cannabis culture that's evolving. Right. The, the thing that seems to be holding up the regulations, mm-hmm. the, the, the distribution of the licenses is not just the, the bureaucrats making time to figure out who gets it and who doesn't, right. but it's the testing right. of the product. There mm. seems to be only what, two labs in this state that so they, actually are official testers? I believe they've been... In, hang on. A second. Sorry. They've been testing since the medicinal program began. There have mm. been two la- a couple of labs out there right. testing
1: it, right? Right. I think there's a
0: total of four,
1: but the okay. two, there's two major MCR and Proverde. Yep. They've been doing most of the testing for the whole medical industry.
0: And the idea <laughs> of the testing is to keep the product clean mm. of pesticides, of mold. Mm. And for those who perhaps have been um Using this product for a number of years, right. that has never happened before because for years you'd get it from Jamaica or from Colombia <laughs> or from Mexico and you didn't really care because right. guess what? It worked, right? right? I mean, that's just why. It was just what it was about. Now, this time around, we're regulating it. Mm-hmm. We're building a new industry. Mm-hmm. We're taxing it. Mm-hmm. The whole nine yards. So testing still remains to be a very important uh um, think that to introduce because you want to make sure you're getting what you pay for.
1: Yep. Getting what you pay for consistency. Um, you know, I've been, I've, I've seen one edible says 10 milligrams. It, it might feel like 20 milligrams. It might feel like five milligrams. And then for a medical patient, that can be a huge
0: issue. Yes. In fact, it was this past weekend for me. <laughs> I just want to say, and was not uh, a fun experience, Exactly, but I got through it. You got right. through it. Right. So
1: that consistency, reliability needs to be there. Like, when you buy a bottle of Coke, you right. always get the same product.
0: Right. Or a bottle of beer. A bottle of beer. A bottle of beer has a, ver- a variety of percentage of alcohol exactly. in it. Right? And I've always used this. I always use alcohol as an analogy mm. and a comparison for cannabis mm. because people have accepted alcohol for decades, right. since 1937 or right. whatever, right? As I said, the wrong drug got legalized yeah, in 1937. Drug. But anyway, <laughs> um, so... To me, the testing, making sure that the labs are in place mm-hmm. was probably the most important thing Absolutely. to have done. Why didn't it happen first? I just, I, uh, that's I, a, by the way, that's a question I'm going to ask the commissioner, Steve Hoffman. Yeah. Because to me, that's the first thing you want to take care of. Yeah. And you already have four or two major ones two working major with ones. the medical community. Mm-hmm. Why, to, this is what drives me nuts about politics. Yeah. I mean, come on, people. I understand it's a hundred-page document right. to go to get through as far as uh, applying for a license of so, uh, either whether it's a cultivator license right. or a selling license or right. a seed license or who right. knows Have whatever license. license you need. Uh, it's a it's a process, right. but the most important thing is the quality of the product once you t- you've got a license. Absolutely, and I think they did it backwards. This it, is what I think happened.
1: Yeah, I think um, they got caught up in oh we need cultivation, we need cultivation, we need product, we need dispensaries, and then they're like oh. Wait, testing. Like, I I just think they're thinking product, product,
0: product, but instead of product
1: safety. (laughs) I I get (laughs) it.
0: So explain to me this. If they're (laughs) using Colorado, Washington, California, other states that have legalized this, no one told them the first thing you got to do is make sure you have a a a, a, uh, official testing lab? I'm sure they did among the oh. other five thousand things they probably told yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. I get it. It's, look, and no disrespect. Right, right. We right. both know and respect the the writing of uh, the rules, regulations, and laws that will abide a new industry. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. You know, and and you know, I think it was Bob. Dude, you can't please all the people all yeah. the time. You just can't. No. All right. So it's an adventure. Oh, it yeah. continues, oh, yeah. and. <laughs> Here we are in July, and we are expecting at some point the Cannabis Commission will give out a license. Mm-hmm. And then, as you said, that doesn't mean the next day they're opening their doors. Right. They have to get product. Right. And now, are the recreational dispensaries mm. going to be able to buy wholesale weed from the medical dispensaries who might have an excess?
1: If the the medical uh, dispensary would still have to get a license, a recreational license to do that. So if they're a medical, they- Most would... of them
0: are. In fact, for, well, let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. I know of uh, three or four of them that are. Let's right. leave it at that. I there think are, there's like 30 dispensaries. There's and, 30.
1: Yeah. Um, some were prioritized when they do fully apply. They, they'll get first dibs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know some are kind of like waiting to see what's going on. So they would still have to get another license, which is annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, could- the, you know, because they just did all that for medical, but they, mm. they would have to go through the due diligence
0: again. Yeah. We know, look, this is a new industry. New industry. <laughs> it, it, it's amazing that it's taken... It's 2018. The bill, uh, the question for... November was, 2016. November 2016. Let's face it, folks. A lot has happened in this country oh, since yeah. November 2016. Oh, yeah. Some of it, not so good. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> no, we're not going to get into politics. <laughs> um, all right. So, I gotta. we've kind of figured out what you do mm-hmm. as far as a lobbyist goes. How... Are you being received at the local level when you go to these towns mm-hmm. who are being run by a group of elected officials mm-hmm. for the most part? Right. Some appointed, but mostly elected. elected. Do they have a clue on what's going on?
1: No. So... <laughs> It's mostly they don't understand cannabis. You know, it's, they've been lied to for eighty years about what cannabis actually does. Right, um, and then they're not even reading the regulations. They're not. They're not reading that hundred-page document. You know, it's just
0: uh, I'm not going point fingers of why they're not doing it, but they're. they're well, because first of all, <laughs> they're not making enough money to do this as right. a as a local time. To- I don't even know what they right. get a stipend. Like some of them are part time. time too. You right, know? so it's just yeah, and they don't it's have to do and it. this is why I called it a necessary evil. Was that an ac- was that an accurate assessment of what's yeah. going on? Because the voters, <laughs> democracy has worked here, and that okay, we, voters we, we said we, we want, want this. this. Yeah, we can get into the specifics of how the question, question was, was, formed. was formed and all that. <laughs> but bottom line is, it legalized yeah, it. Correct. Okay. In the Weeds is a podcast produced at the studios of Little Park Media in Wellesley, Massachusetts for the listening enjoyment of our audience. None of the opinions or advice on this program should be considered medical advice or a substitute for seeing a certified medical marijuana practitioner or your local physician. All opinions and thoughts on this show do not necessarily represent the management of CLNS Media Group or Little Park Media.